Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Life Lessons with Lisa and Lauren, the two blonde babes from either side of this big wide country of ours, hanging out with you to share with you our life lessons, the lessons we've learned along our journey in the hope that maybe you'll be inspired by something that we share. Maybe there's a little bit of advice or some tips that would be helpful for you so that you can live your best life. So I'm Lisa and I'm here today with the beautiful Lauren. How are you, Lauren? I'm great, Lisa, and thank you again for for meeting up with me so we can record these beautiful podcasts. I'm going to take this opportunity, as always, to remind everyone that this is just us discussing our own observations, our own experiences, things we've discussed with other people that seem to come up often. So these are our life lessons that we want to share. You make your own decisions. Take what you will from this, see what works for you and just ignore the rest. That's totally fine. And um, I will drop in there as well that we would love to hear from our listeners if anything we have shared with you has resonated or even rubbed you the wrong way. We'd really love to hear it so that we can learn from that too. Absolutely. We love learning. And like we said in the intro, we love sharing what we learn. So yeah, if you've got something that you want to share with us, please do. We just love chatting. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, so last episode, we chatted about how we could hear what someone was saying so the episode was can you hear me now and we talked about being able to listen to hear what someone is saying to you so you get the right message that's being sent well today we want to flip that a little bit and talk about speaking to be heard so that you can get your message across to someone in a way that they understand and are on the same page as you because both Lauren and I have sort of been kind of playing with this the last few weeks in our relationships with other people and with the people that we work with we've noticed this coming up is how do we get our message across to someone so that they actually understand what it is that we need so Lauren I wonder if you could give us a little bit of insight of what's been going on and kind of why this topic's come up for you this week Yeah, sure. Well, for starters, it was just really following our last episode that, you know, conversations are a two way street. It's no good um, blaming a failure in conversation because somebody wasn't listening properly. That might be true. And you do need both parties to hold up their end of the bargain. But if you feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again, and getting the, the same result over and over again, well, isn't that Einstein's definition of insanity? (laughs) Maybe we need to change how we're speaking Mm. so that we're being heard more correctly. Right, right. Yeah, this has definitely come up. I mean, it's come up for me personally forever, forever. Mm. From my experience, almost any disagreement has stemmed from a miscommunication somewhere and the base of communication is a conversation. It's been heard and listening. Mm. And I've noticed this in my clients and even some of my friends recently that, you know, they've relayed a conversation to me. And obviously I only know their side of the story, but from their side of the story, I'm like, that doesn't sound like this other person is actually hearing what you're saying. 
and that might be on them for not listening but you can't control that you can't control how the other party is listening to you but you can change how you're speaking to be heard definitely definitely and I can totally relate to what you're talking about there in terms of it being (laughs) something that I've had to work on for a very long time feeling you know that feeling that I'm not being heard and what I have to say is not being valued and I think I reckon there's a lot of people who can relate to that like that feeling of hmm I don't reckon they understood what I meant or I don't think they heard what I need Mm -hmm. so I'd love to know in the you know from our listeners if this is happening to you too if you're finding that what you're saying is not um, getting the response or the reaction that you are requiring so I'm curious to know what you think Lauren about how do we then communicate with someone because I also know speaking is only one part of speaking our words is only one part of communication Mm-hmm. The whole way we say what we say, the tone of voice that we use, our body language that accompanies it is kind of the whole package of communicating. But have you got any, have you tried any things or are you working on trying some things to help you feel like you, your message is being heard or what have you recommended to your clients? Oh, I, I feel like I have tried so many things and there is no one answer because everyone hears differently, everyone speaks differently. Communication is really, really complicated. Like you say, Lisa, it's not just the words you say, it's the way you say it. It's the way you move when you say it. It's how quickly you speak. So many things are involved in this communication and this has been so prevalent in my life, especially for like the last decade or more because as I've mentioned before, my children are autistic Mm. and communication is like one of the biggest issues for autism. It's not that they, they can't do it. It's usually that they're overwhelmed because of all of those factors. Trying to process mum's tone of voice with the look on her face, with what she's doing while she's speaking to me, with the actual words she's saying, all of these things can get muddled up and are very confusing. So stereotypically things like sarcasm go over an Mm. autistic person's head. You know, a lot of people will have seen the Big Bang Theory and there's an episode where um, Leonard holds up a sign that says sarcasm behind someone speaking to Sheldon so that Sheldon recognises that person doesn't actually mean what they're saying. They're trying to be funny and sarcastic. Um, I've actually used that. I, I have been in a situation many times because there are a lot of autistic people in my life and I love them all, um, that I will be being sarcastic because that is kind of my love language. <laughs> um, and I realise that they're not getting it. Like they start to explain themselves to me. I'm like, no, 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 I, I know what you're saying. You don't know what I'm saying. And as soon as I realised that, I'm like, I know what they're saying. They don't know what I'm saying. That means I wasn't communicating clearly, Mm -hmm. right? It's not their fault that they didn't get my sarcasm. I knew they wouldn't get it and I did it anyway. So I need to be more clear. Mm -hmm. So I would literally hold up a piece of paper that said sarcasm and then they'd get it 
and then we're on the same page. And yes, that might take a little bit of the, not even the fun, like it takes something away from the sarcasm, but it actually also adds in a new inside joke and it adds another layer to our communication and our relationship. And I will say it wasn't just one person. There are several people that I've found that very helpful for. And it got to the point where I didn't need the paper. I would just hold my hand up as though I was holding the paper. <laughs> it became a big thing. Um, and those kind of inside jokes are wonderful in relationships, all relationships. So anything you can do, even if it is quite literally making a sign for what you want, can be helpful. It's all about experimenting oh so, yes that beautiful yeah. word i love that it is one big experiment isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so something that i noticed um you know, quite early on in this you know trying to figure out communication was one trying to strip away some of that overwhelm and for my kids my son in particular i found writing things down was really helpful because then it is just the words and you need to be very clear about what words you're using because like even for a completely neurotypical person sarcasm does get lost in text sometimes like, it's very hard to point out when you're joking unless you actually say i'm joking Correct, because yes. like sarcasm comes across with body language, doesn't it, and facial expression. So when you write it in a text, there is no uh, additional um, cues, if you like, with the communication. So, yeah, I can imagine that would be really challenging. So writing the words, being specific, I think, is something yes. here that we're talking about, isn't it? Being specific with what it is that you're asking of someone. Yeah, and that's that would definitely be my first tip for anyone. And I will reiterate, yes, my experience has been mostly with autistic people, but that doesn't mean that these tips don't work. Everything I've learnt that helps people with neurodiversity actually help everybody. It's just that some people require it in order to get through every day. The rest oh. of us can still benefit from these things hugely. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, I like agree. Like you say, Lisa, being specific, being specific, being literal um, and just really clear. So if you can, if you're in a situation where you feel like you're not being heard, try writing it down. And you can write it down to then speak like a script or you can write it down and give it to them like a letter because either way you have to be very thoughtful in how you write those words, like which words you choose. Totally, totally. And, and I'm going to add in here that whole awareness, like that whole awareness around how you're communicating. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you can like, first of all, acknowledging, oh, that didn't work, like that obviously didn't understand me or we're not on the same page, how can I take responsibility for the next step in the communication because clearly we don't have any um, control over how they receive the message or what you're saying and interpreting it. We don't control that, but how we deliver it is up to us. So with awareness, then we can decide how we how our facial expressions are going to go how our tone is going to be presented how we are going to like what our body language is going to say to to the conversation so being aware of our whole way of communicating then adding the words in 
being, you know, as clear and specific as possible mm-hmm. will, I believe, in some, some circumstances, <laughs> obviously not all of them because we don't know how it's going to be received. Mm-hmm. That certainly helps, hey. It does. I think, um, yeah, making sure you've got their attention too. Um, as we spoke about when you're listening, you want to show that you are actively listening. You're looking at the person. You're not fiddling. You're not distracted by something else. You're focused and you're hearing them. So when you're speaking, sometimes you need to stop and make sure that person is actually ready to hear you. Because, you know, if they're busy doing something else and you're like, this is really important, so I need to say it now. If they're not ready to hear you, it can go in one ear and out the other without them meaning to ignore you. Like if it's very important, you need to stop and say, I need to speak to you. This is important. Do you have a minute? And then wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And because we want, we want to share our, our information, we want to share communication and it's not shared if the other person isn't listening. So that's a really important cue is to, you know, make sure that they are ready to listen, but also being aware of where they're at in their journey too, because a lot of times, particularly if we need to have, you know, a deep, meaningful conversation let's say with our partner or something and there's been a bit of stress and there's been a bit of um, judgment or you know we're not feeling 100% comfortable you know we might be angry we could be really disappointed you know those big emotions that are coming up um, that can also prevent communication so if they're in a state where they're feeling threatened or if they're feeling uncomfortable or they're even angry that'll also cause a bit of breakdown in communication too because they're going to put up some barriers Mm. they're not going to want to talk to you when they're in that heightened state Mm. so being aware of where they're at and what's going on in their life Mm. can also be really really helpful too and I love that what you just said you know checking in we need to have a conversation can we have that now? Can we hold that space for each other? Just checking in with them first. Is it okay? Or do we need a bit of space and a bit of time to process and then come back to have that conversation? Yeah, for sure. I often feel like, um, and I, I even say this to people I'm close to, I'm like, I need to translate. It might sound like we're speaking the same language because, you know, if I say dog and you say dog, we're talking about the same animal. But it really does feel like sometimes we're speaking different languages because the message I'm sending out is not the message that's been received. And that's where the frustration happens. It's that they think they've understood me and I think I've been clear, but then we get a completely different result and everyone's confused and frustrated. And then that builds. And the next conversation, you feel like you're saying the same thing. You probably are. And if you're saying exactly the same words again, How are they going to hear you any differently? So you might need to stop and like with listening, check in, ask them, what did you hear when I said that? And okay, to be completely fair, when I say that, it sounds really patronizing and I never mean it to be. And that's the thing, like what I'm meaning and what's coming across are very different things. So I feel like I'm often stopping myself in the middle of conversations so that I can say, I don't mean that to be patronizing or I don't want you to get me wrong or trying to cover your own backside. Like I do at the beginning of this podcast, I'm like, disclaimer, this is just our opinion. You don't have to take us as gospel. 
you know, because I want people to understand me that, you know, I want you to hear me correctly, that this is just because I want to help you. And it's not because I think you're a bad person. And it's not because I think you're stupid and can't understand what I'm saying to you. It's that I don't know if I'm being clear. So I'm going to ask you, what did you hear when I said that? I could not agree more. That is definitely something that I've started doing a lot more now as well. And I have to say, same deal, feel a little bit patronising. But it is important to, you know, express that what your intention is because sometimes that can be misconstrued. Like it just can. Like life happens and people take things the wrong way. And so if we, we take responsibility for how we're delivering the message, how we are showing up in the communication process, then we've done all that we can. And, of course, it's not always going to go smooth and it's not always going to be perfect. But if we can manage how we show up, then I feel like we've got a bit, at least got a fighting chance to get our message across, right? Yeah, that's right. It's about taking responsibility for your half of the bargain. Like, like we said, conversation is a two-way street. So if you've listened to our previous episode about how to listen and then you're being aware both how you're listening in a conversation and how you're speaking in a conversation, then at least you know that you're doing your best. The conversation might still fall down. There might be a problem with that communication still and it may be entirely on the other party, but you're still a 50% party yeah, this is good communication, Lisa. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're still um, half of the situation. So if it's failing, you're responsible for at least half that. And it can be really frustrating. And there are still times that I feel like I'm saying the same words over and over again. And I will actually say that. And to be honest, you know, these kind of conversations that you repeat a million times, it's usually to your partner. And it does not true. mean that he's not listening. And it does not mean that he's stupid or inconsiderate or anything like that. But I'm frustrated because, and I will say this to him, I feel like I've said this before. What part aren't you hearing? Mm. Which is a really dumb question if you think about it, because how do you know what you're not hearing? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to leave Mm. the conversation. I'll say this. I'm like, I would like to wrap this up, but what what do you think needs to change here? What has happened? What is different? What have we learnt from this conversation? And again, try not to be patronizing and i will usually word it better than that but that's the general gist of it we want to know that we're going into this prepared to translate ourselves to cut as much of the the distractions as possible and then to make sure what we were trying to get across was what was actually received so just like with our last episode it's the same thing it's just the flip side Yes, yes, definitely. And I love that. And I think that's actually a perfect place for us to kind of segue into the finishing off part of this episode and maybe into a new episode. So I'm curious to know um, from our listeners if they have any ideas and tips that we can add into this communication process. What have you seen that works or what have you tried, I should say, that works for you when you're communicating with someone, particularly if you're feeling like you're not being heard? I know, um, I mean, I've read a lot, lots and lots of literature about how to communicate and how to get your message across. And I statements are one thing that kind of Mm -hmm. comes up a lot. So putting yourself putting it from your perspective, I am feeling this way. And rather than 
pointing the finger at them and blaming them and making them feel bad, which obviously we can't control anyway, but by bringing it back to ourselves, when you do X, Y, Z, it makes me feel this way, mm-hmm. then you're talking about your, your part of that. But I'm, I'm curious, what, what do our listeners, what are you noticing? What works well for you? What have you noticed doesn't work? Um, anything. We're open, we're open books here and we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And, yes, I love those, the I statements because, again, you're taking responsibility for your part and that's all we can do. Hmm, 100%. So, yeah. Thank you so much for, for another awesome episode, Lisa, and everyone for listening. We'd love to hear your feedback. Like Lisa said, we want to hear your um, strategies, what has or hasn't worked to help you with communication skills. And, yeah, leave us a review and share our podcast around because we are looking forward to more and more and more wonderful life lessons that we can learn for ourselves and then share with you guys. Yes, please. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, everyone. Bye.